you are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 103. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. Today is the day after the Super Bowl. And once again, I wake up without a hangover. Here's to all of you who love football or don't even care about football, but you used to use it as a reason to drink and act the fool, whatever it might be. You woke up without a hangover. Yo, Jake, what up? Your team won and you're hangover free. Boom, shakalaka. One of the listeners to the podcast hit me up on Instagram and we've been having some great conversation and he came across an episode. He just literally got into it. I think he's at episode 16. Uh, last, I think I heard anyways, I think I moved him over to another episode 22 uh, because that was after I went to the Grateful Dead run. If you guys remember for you longtime listeners, when I went and saw the three shows of the Grateful Dead and I, I stayed sober. And after that, I was like, I'm good. I will never collapse under the weight of sobriety again if I can make it through a three-day three day dead run. Well, anyways, Jake had been hitting me up, and uh, you know he's a huge Bucks fan, lives down in that area, and you know he was concerned, and so we had some great conversation about it, and and you know he definitely rocked it out yesterday, was able to enjoy the win and not consume. And so props to you, brother, and props to all of you who didn't write me, but also were going through similar challenges yesterday. It's just phenomenal to think about what it's like to make it through that game and not make it, but to create a life so amazing that that game can't derail it. Like I remember the first, my first Super Bowl sober was the Falcons Patriots one. Previously, I would get so torn up on that Super Bowl Sunday, I would prepare with like five bottles of vodka and cases of beer and bottles of wine. And I would just hang out in my apartment for the rest of that week. Literally the whole week I would take off from work or I'd start calling in sick and I would just get myself blasted Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all the way till the next Sunday. I would just stay blasted for five, seven days straight. One Super Bowl in particular, I think it was the Bruno Mars one with, uh, with, um, Oh, who was the the sad people, the sad band Coldplay? I must have watched that Super Bowl 10, 15 times. No lie. I could not remember who won. I would black myself out. I'd wake up in the middle of the night. I'd go back. I'd listen to that halftime show so many times. I'd just keep rewinding it. I'd watch the game, not remember, not remember. Uh, just, it was horrible. God, it was so horrible. Just, oh my God, what I did to my body. And to be able to stand here today, I got so much amazing work done. My first program with group coaching, my beta run of Wise Mind Empowerment starts tomorrow night. I woke up this morning. I knocked out the manual for that. I got another manual done for a presentation I'm doing for real estate agents tomorrow on how to communicate effectively with their clients. I got that done. I set up PayPal and I got all these little things done. I mean, just check, 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 check. Hell, I'm just got done doing my college success habits podcast and I just jumped right into this one because it was like, man, I'm going to get off the phone here and go walk my 10,000 steps and do a little bicep curls and get myself feeling a little active. Just things I've never been able to do in the past because alcohol would have just controlled the next week. 
So props to all of you who stood strong and did what you wanted to do, knowing you had an amazing life waiting for you on Monday morning. And for those of you who are sober curious or just new and perhaps maybe even relapse, whatever that might look like for you, just know that there's no failure. There's only feedback. You've learned new ways to make it through even just one day sober. And now you can take that and you can turn that into exponential amounts of days sober just by figuring out what you you think you did well and where you could desire to do better the next time. There is no losing here. There is only victory in the idea that there is a better life for you. And that's why today we're going to talk about how to empower yourself and release disempowerment. One of the reasons why I'm calling my programs moving forward Wise Mind Empowerment, and we'll get into the wise mind area in a different show where we take the emotional mind and the rational mind and we meld them together to create this wise mind. The word empowerment in the title of all my programs came from these two dynamics, the disempowerment dynamic and the empowerment dynamic. Because one is full of victim, hero, bully, and the other one is full of creator, coach, challenger. And when you find yourself seeing that you're the victim of what is happening around you, that you're the victim and it's always this victim, oh, this happened, oh, the, this politician did this, or oh, this leader did that, or oh, this, this family member did this, or this boss did that. If you constantly are putting yourself into this victim mindset, then your mind will confirm that you're a victim. And then you begin this spiral into this victimhood, where after a while, depending on how long you've lived this victimhood life, you find yourself thousands of, of rungs down a ladder into a rabbit hole of disempowerment. When you decide for yourself, like Jake or so many others did yesterday, that I will be empowered, that I will create the life that I want, and I won't let this four-hour game or this, this amazing event in my city derail what my goals are, what I desire to achieve, then you take on the creator role. You are creating your life. You're not the victim of a game. You're not the victim of the winner or the loser. You are the creator. Being in a victim mindset is something our society loves to perpetuate right now. Right? And without getting political or choosing any sides, right? Let's let's not seek to judge what I'm getting ready to say. Right? Let's seek to understand how you can begin to, to visualize it or hear it or feel it any more empowering way. That's my disclaimer, right? Because I want to talk about some, some issues that are going on in society that might be a little close to home for some. But you look at the social justice issues that we're going through right now. Yes, there are definitely the bullies in this. There are definitely the people who've been taking advantage of others because they are either perceived to be lower or perhaps socioeconomically, financially, education-wise, uh, environment where they live, perhaps they, they are in, in a different class. So they get treated a different way. But that is the bully taking advantage. And there will be those circumstances where society could say those people are being victimized. And so we tell them they're victims. When you tell people they're a victim, and then everybody piles on to, hey, you're a victim. 
then that person's going to think, well, okay, taking on the victim role here clearly is a positive for this society. So I will take this victimhood on and I will seek out a hero. What's the next social group that will step up and help me no longer be a victim? But when that social group takes on the hero role, they're just giving the man, woman, people a fish. They're not teaching them to fish. They're not coaching them up on how to create their life to be different or better or perceived better or whatever positive word I could possibly say here. They're not coaching that group of people up because they're taking on a hero. And when you're the hero, you're now you're the damsel in distress. Now they're the lowest lane of this analogy where they're waiting for Superman to swoop in and save the day because they've somehow ended up on the top of a building that an evil force, Zod, is now, you know, taking out the bottom floors of the building and, ah, you must need to save here. You can't do it yourself. Here and there in life, yeah, there will be those times where stuck on the side of the road, you know, you wave your hand and somebody stops and they say, oh yeah, I can totally help get you get you to a gas station so you can, you know, get yourself a tow truck to get your tire fixed. Okay, that person, they took on that hero role in that situation. By God, let's get us off the side of the road. But let's not get stuck in all the hypotheticals where you say a hero might be necessary and taking on the victim role might work. And let us instead grow and expand our understanding where you will often have the opportunity to create your new better life if you just change your perspective on what is happening around you, your perception of what is happening to you. Your reality is being created in your own head with your own words and your own perceptions of what is going on. You can just as easily choose to take on the creator role and be like, hey, you know what? My tire went flat and the last I saw an exit two miles back, I'm just going to walk that way because I don't want to get in some stranger's car because I don't know if they're the next Ted Bundy. I'm good. I will create my own way out of this. Oh, my parents didn't love me enough, and I sought um, external people's uh, acceptance of who I was. So the easiest social circle to join was the addiction one, because everyone is is happy when when you show up with a bag full of drugs and a case full full of beer. So I joined that one, but I did it because my parents didn't love me enough. And that's why I'm an alcoholic at 40, and I guess this is just my life, and I can't do anything to change it. The moment any of us made that phone call to an addiction center or stepped into an AA meeting. We took on the creator role. But that's just the first step. Hell, the 12 steps are just the first step. What are you going to do once you've made it through those 12 steps? How are you going to create your best life? I know plenty of people who've done the four truths, who've, who've done the 12 steps, who've done other versions of that through other organizations who still come out of it driving shotgun in their own lives, playing the victim rather than taking control of the wheel and becoming the creator. I'll post these two dynamics on my sobriety Instagram account, just like I promised the college success habits people I would, I would post it on the Jesse Mogul account. Because I think it's extremely important that you embrace the empowerment dynamic and you release the disempowerment dynamic. And I am pacing back and forward in my room. And I swear, I I mean, it's like right now, I'm just dude in his home office, just spouting out a bunch of inspirational shit. If I was in front of a church, 
and, and, and doing this, they would videotape it, put it on YouTube, and it'd be called Mr. Motivational. If I was doing this on the, on the corner of a road, they'd call it crazy weirdo uh, yelling stuff into the air while no one's listening. It's all environment, right? The, I say that in jest because I want you to absorb this, that you are the creator of your life. When we talk about reaction response, emotionally triggered versus emotionally grounded, the victim operates in an emotionally triggered state a majority of the time. The creator emotionally grounds themselves regardless of what's happening and figures out a way to turn what's happening around them into a positive, more desired outcome for themselves, for the people that are close to them, for within their personal relationships or at work or at school. We don't seek to be the bully and take advantage of others for our own gain. Instead, we seek to challenge others in the way they think or the way they've been living their lives just to see if they can expand their mind to their full potential. A challenger and a bully could say the same things, could even use the same tone. It's how you choose to internalize it that determines whether you take on creator or victim mentality modes here. Somebody says, hey, I believe this, and I think you should believe that. You don't have to change your belief system. You don't even have to condone the words that came out of their mouth. You definitely don't have to agree with them. But if it just gets you to look inside yourself and say, okay, well, this person thinks that way. Is there any merit to how they believe life is versus how I believe life is? Those people who are afraid to have their own belief system challenged, in my, at least in my opinion, the people who get the most defensive about their belief system are the ones who have their belief system built upon sand. Dry sand from the desert, no less, where just the slightest wind could knock it over. If you let your belief system, if you allow, if, if, you, if you internalize other people trying to challenge your belief system and just run it through their perspective, their model of the world, and it comes out and you still are standing strong, then you are building your belief system upon concrete with steel reinforced rebar inside of it. And it's ready to take on a, uh, a 12.0 earthquake at the same time uh, level f- uh, a category five hurricane hits it. Oh, and here comes a 300 foot tall tsunami. Don't worry, my belief system is on lockdown. Those that yell back as fast as possible that their belief system is better anytime someone even remotely brings another way of seeing things toward them are the ones who probably don't have a lot of faith in the way they think, the way they believe. Because the people who are the most strong in what it is they believe and what it is they've worked to and what it is they're creating, they're not worried about a challenger. They're definitely not worried about a bully. The bully is just projecting their own insecurities and, and, and inadequacies upon other people in order to make themselves feel better about what they perceive to be a negative in their life. We have all achieved things that ultimately became less desirable outcomes once we saw them to fruition. So we then have to figure out other ways to create the more desired outcome that we seek. 
What is it that you desire in your life? Why are you not focusing on creating that right now? It's when you make this choice to begin to create that you release anything and everything that begins to bring about that emotional energy of disempowerment. But you have to be willing to create it. You have to be willing to seek better ways for yourself to understand the world around you. So no one's just going to do this magically for you, right? Because if you think somebody's going to magically do it for you, then you are now driving in the victim mindset rather than in the creator mindset, right? You know you are the one who creates this change within yourself. Your sponsor will say awesome, empowering things to you, will get you to write things down on paper that you have previously just kept in your head where they are un- un- where they are not tangible, get them out onto paper where they're tangible. You can feel that paper. You can see what it is that you have written. And it's not just this internal self-talk, right? Your sponsor will help you do that. But when you leave your sponsor and you go on to create your new life, they can't be there to hold your hand. And if they are holding your hand, then you've taken on a, a hero in your life and you're still playing victim. This is why somebody once challenged what I do. And they were like, you know, oh, recovery coach is just a glorified sponsor. I don't have any kind of experience with my own personal sponsor, but I do know people who have sponsored and I listen to the way that they talk. And not all of them talk with a coaching hat on. They talk with a hero hat on. And when you take on the hero mindset, then you need to have a victim. Because someone who's taking on the creator role won't want the hero. They'll want the coach. They'll be like, you know, all you do is just tell me what to do instead of create with me what it is I desire. You tell me what worked for you and then you force your opinions and your values and your beliefs on me just assuming it will work the same way for me. I want to create in my life. I don't want to be told what to do. If you know somebody like that in your life who's been like, I, I want to know, I want to figure it out on my own. That is them not rebuking you as a human being, but that is them definitely rebuking the hero archetype. They don't want the hero archetype. They want the coach archetype. They want the person to ask them questions so that they can figure it out on their own, so that they can create their own best life based on what is important to them and not having somebody else push their belief system upon them, just assuming that it will work out the same way. I see this happen so much where it's like, well, I tell them what to do all the time and they just don't listen because they don't want a hero. They don't want to be a victim. They want to be a creator. They, they want a coach. And then whenever you get frustrated with them because they won't take on your way of doing things, then you become the bully. And then you get emotionally triggered and you snap back on on them rather than becoming a challenger and saying, okay, this that I'm telling you doesn't seem to be clicking with you. So where in your life are you noticing that you would like to do it differently? You're just challenging that person to create it on their own. See, in this empowerment dynamic, the challenger and the coach can actually be the same person. Whereas in the disempowerment dynamic, where it's the persecutor, it's the bully, it's the anti-hero, 
this person is this person they threaten they 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 don't help grow right they're the they're the evil person zod who knocks down the building and superman has to fly in rather than co-creating the life that these people desire for themselves the challenger in the empowerment dynamic isn't doing these things nefariously they have their way of thinking and they merely just want to understand your way of thinking better or they want to say well this worked for me you don't think it'll work for you that's that's great but let's sit down let's let's perhaps figure out a way or you get challenged by somebody and then you go to the coach and they ask you proactive questions that spark your own way of thinking so you figure out your own solution that's why this whole podcast like i didn't even realize it when i was creating it but this whole podcast has been pouring empowerment down your throat since day one. Like, you don't have to go to AA. You don't have to go to Refuge or Smart Recovery or YPR or anything. You could get sober by yourself in the woods in the middle of Montana if you choose to. How are you going to empower yourself to create your best life ever? It's all about empowerment. You, middle of the woods, can create your own life. Right? Or you're stuck in the middle of the woods, no warmth, no shelter, no food, no water. And what do you choose to do? You're just going to sit there in the middle of the woods during a storm, waiting for someone to magically walk through the woods and fix everything up for you? You think, you think that's going to work out? How do you think that's going to work out? Yay, I'm in the middle of the woods. Everything's going to magically fix itself. Woohoo! I'll just sit here, freezing to death, starving, totally thirsty, dehydrated. But don't worry, something's going to come of this. I just got to wait for the hero. Where's Daniel Boone? Daniel Boone, come save me any second now. Or you figure out your own way. You walk through the woods and find yourself a water source. You start bundling sticks up so that you have shelter. You know, you, you pull out your best version of a, of a mountain man and you, get, you, you, you go off and get yourself some food and wear that animal's skin to keep you warm. I don't know. Whatever it takes, this metaphor started to go off the rails a little bit, but you get where I'm going with this. You can either just sit there waiting for someone to save you or you can create your best life. All models are wrong, but they're useful. And what I mean by all models are wrong is it's like it could be 12 steps. It could be refuge recovery. It could be astrology. It could be uh, Myers-Briggs. It could be the DISC or the bank personality assessments. All of these things that seek ways of grouping people together in order to achieve a similar outcome any one of those will be right at some time, but generally they're not just going to work fluidly for every single person. There's going to have to be this growth, this movement toward your own version that works for you. This is why I bring so many different ideas to you. This is why I'm constantly seeking out new information because it's like I'm creating this big you know, in, in this metaphor, it's like a big pot of stew on the stove. And I'm just throwing a little bit of astrology in and, and a little bit of NLP and, and, and cognitive behavioral therapy. Well, a lot of NLP, let's face it. That, that's, that's, that's the protein of this dish. And then I'm throwing in these different personality assessments. And, and then I read this from this book and I read this from this book. And oh my goodness, Brooke Castillo taught me this. And well, Dean R. Kuntz, the guy writes fic, nonfiction, uh, fictional novels. I take pictures of stuff that he's written and I go back and reread it and I make it a whole points in my teachings 
just because he wrote something in a book. I'm reading his series called Odd Thomas right now. He writes some really cool stuff in there. If you find out these little juicy nuggets and I pull them out and I turn them in to this stew I have on the stove, well, you're creating your own stew. And not everybody else's stew is going to have the same ingredients. It shouldn't have the same ingredients. You're creating your own stew because it's your stew. It's your soup. Take in what other take in other people's ingredients, but then figure out how much of that you want in yours. You don't have to take it all. You do not have to take it all. Hell, you can choose to not take any of it. It's your choice. Some ingredients are better than others, and it's up to you to decide which ones those are. This is what I mean by all models are wrong, but they are useful. And even that sentence was taken from one of my good friends, Wes, who teaches a, a model called Multiple Natures. And he's also teaching another class on Enneagrams. Like, I, my life is just full of different people with different models, different ways they've taken on NLP and then incorporated other things into it. I literally talk to like 30 different people in any given month that are all master practitioners or NLP trainers like I am who have chosen other things to utilize NLP, which is really just a humongous collection of, of techniques and processes based upon modeling other people who had shown excellence in their area of expertise. And they're like, okay, well, this NLP, I love the way NLP teaches us how our mind takes in information and how we talk to ourselves and how it programs our behaviors. Now, let me go and add in this other thing and this other thing and this other thing and let me create my own new soup out of it. That's all I'm looking to do here. This is why I talk in these gigantic abstracts sometimes because it is all about how you decide to take it in. When I talk about Milton modeling or buffering or format, or when I talk about cue craving response reward, when I, when I talk about you know the, the physiology of excellence or how um, um, emotions are just energy in motion or energy exchange, value elicitation, how to create boundaries, how to frame things, automatic negative thoughts, all of these things. I'm looking at this big piece of paper as I rattle that off. A lot of those things were not in any of my NLP manuals. When I begin to tell my brain to seek out other ways to interpret the world around me. It just brings me information in the most random, from the most random of places. I see cool things to talk about in a TV show on Hulu called Castle Rock. There's this cool one I'm going to do an episode on in the future. It's called Seekers, um, with, with the, the lead character who plays Annie Wilkes, said that in, in the world there are seekers and there are settlers. And there are people who seek their entire lives, different things. And there are other people who just want to settle. Like, you know, they're the ones who want to settle down, build a home wherever they're at, or settle for whatever life is given to them without actually going out and seeking things better. And then there are those people who just aren't content and they just seek, 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 seek. This would be a really good, when I bring this to you, I'm going to be figuring out a way to say, well, there's, there's a good middle ground between seekers and settlers. But that, it was, a t it was three sentences. In, a, in an episode of a TV show, I literally picked up my phone and, and put it into a, a note app called Topics for Podcast. Right? I see things in Dean Art Coons books. I read it. I just got done reading a story about this serum run in Nome back in 1925 to help diphtheria or something like that. And there's like three different points that this writer makes in this article. I'm like, wow, that's a really good point. I went out and made a little note of it. I'm going to use it in one of my episodes sometime. All these notes go into this. All these notes go into the same little note section on my phone, so I could always have them. It's literally just hundreds of ideas for shows. 
But I say all this just to wrap up this episode is I bring out so many things. You decide which one of these you decide you want to use. All of them, none of them, 50% of them, 25% of them, maybe 3% of them. It doesn't matter. Whatever you choose. Because you're taking in information all around you all the time. And you will ultimately determine how you create your life based off what you decide to digest and then actually apply, utilize, evaluate, and then reapply and utilize and evaluate. And you just do it in this big, huge circle. But if you're playing victim role, then you're just sitting there with your hands down your pants or you're sitting on top of your hands waiting for someone to come save your ass. And I'm telling you what, you're going to die in the forest in the middle of the storm if you're constantly waiting for someone else to come save you. Or worse, and I'm not sure if I said this already on this episode or on my college one, or worse, you're going to get someone who shows up who's really a bully, who will act like the hero, and they will take advantage of you. They will manipulate you for the outcome they desire that doesn't benefit you. And then they will spit you out as soon as they've gotten what they want from you and they no longer see you serving a purpose in their dream or their vision or on their path. That to me is like the worst way that this victim mentality, uh, the, the victim hero bully dynamic can play out is that when you misinterpret someone as a hero when they're really a bully, and then you get taken advantage of, you give, 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 and not get, never get anything back. And then you walk away from that relationship, not only feeling taken advantage of and, and feeling used, but then you think less of yourself because that just happened. Because you gave, 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 gave to somebody and they still rejected you. They still walked out of your life. Relationships will eventually, you know, relationships always have that potential. They generally have that potential to, you know, to fall apart, right? Not every relationship you ever find yourself in is going to become the end-all, be-all, will last forever and ever and ever and ever. Sometimes that really was a coach-creator situation and you just grow apart. But there's other times where perhaps if you're a people-pleaser, you just give, 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 and that bully just takes, 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 takes. And you walk away from that feeling less than. It is absolutely up to you to be able to have the self-awareness that we talked about. Let's go back to the Emotional Intelligence 2.0 episode where we talk about the four different areas. You've got self-awareness, self-management, relationship uh, awareness, and I think it's social awareness. And uh, that's episode 90. You can go back and you can start to see how are you evaluating yourself? How are you evaluating your life? Are you aware enough of yourself to know if you're, riding shotgun in your own story as the victim, or if you are driving your life to where you want it to go as the creator. For those of you who who enjoyed the hell out of yesterday and came out today hangover free, for the Jakes of the world, I just reference him because he was the one who was writing me all week about this Super Bowl, he took on the creator. He took on the creator. He's creating his best life, and he is not going to let one day get in, in the way of what he ultimately desires for himself. Ecologically, it was good for him to stay sober. For his personal relationships, it was good for him to stay sober. For the world in general, it was good for him to stay sober. It checked off all three of the criteria to be ecological for him. It brought him up, it brought his fiance up, and it brought his world at large up. The people who depend on him know 
wow, not only did he do it, he did it with strength. This guy is someone I can rely upon. He is a, he is someone who I could go to. He might be able to coach me up. He might be able to 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 lend an ear and and ask me questions in order to take on that coach role. Wow, this is someone, man, I can look up to this person because he he did something that even he didn't think that he could do. You don't have to take on the hero role. You don't have to take on the victim role. You do not have to be a bully. I could talk about this for days and days and days because there's a ton of hypotheticals where you're going to feel like your parents were bullies and you had to take on the victim and this friend or this drug or this organization came in and saved the day. What was happening to us at a young age when we had much less control over our lives, right? That's That was then. Now we're all, you know, we're, we're, we're in that world where we have you know, made it past 18. And in many cases, we're all in our, well into our 20s and 30s and 40s. And well, if, you, if you were able to take on the creator role to sober yourself up, then congratulations. You took on the creator role there. Where else in your life can you take on the creator role? Because if you, you might still be living in many areas of your life as a victim. But in this one particular instance, you said, I will no longer be the victim of substances. I will become the creator of my life, regardless of the fact that these substances are available, regardless of who this might upset. I have to do this for myself. You are the creator of your life. And now that you've learned the empowerment dynamic and the disempowerment dynamic, this is just the beginning of this conversation. If you want to see this conversation go even deeper, then reach out to me. DM me on Instagram. Talk to me over there because I'm running my very first beta run of the Wise Mind Empowerment course. And I've got my people already in it. Starts tomorrow night at 5 Pacific. It's going to be super amazing. And when this is done, this is going to get released out into the masses. And I am going to be running these coaching courses in person with people live. This is going to be some recorded content. This is going to be happening. And you can embrace this mentality for yourself. It's not going to break the bank. That's not what the point of this is. It's very affordable. But you have to invest in yourself in order to take it seriously. Free things are just there at your disposable whenever. When you invest in yourself, whether it's in a coaching course with a coach, in a book, an audio book, whatever it is, right? Even if it's just $11 for that book on Audible, you are investing in yourself. So utilize that investment. You do not learn anything from that book by just letting it sit there on that app doing nothing. This isn't like the stock market where you can buy something and walk away and it'll just grow on its own. You have to actively participate in this endeavor. When people ask me, why isn't everything I do for free? Well, one, is anything you get from any business free? Now, I myself as Jesse Mogul am not a business. I freely have spent thousands of hours preparing for these podcasts. But there gets a point where you start wanting to be more active in the growth. And that is where you start investing in yourself. If you've loved what we're talking about here, you're going to love Wise Mind Empowerment. This isn't me saying, bye, 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 bye from me. If it, if it resonates, it resonates. But for those of you who have hit me up being like, I want to learn more of this. How can I possibly do this? And, and where are you teaching it? This is happening. 2021 is the year that this is happening. I want more people to create their own lives, and I desire to be that coach for you. If you are ready for that, if you're in the right headspace to be coached and to 
release the things that are no longer serving you, I might just be that guy for you. I won't know till we get on a phone call. I won't know until you reach out. So why don't you do that? And why don't you let me know? No questions asked. If you if you don't hear what you want to hear, then you can just go back to listening to the podcast. Hell, you probably got 30 other podcasts you listen to anyways, or maybe just three. And I'm honored that I am one of them. I want you to feel empowered. I want you to know that you're empowered. You are in the driver's seat of your life. Moving forward, you now know these two dynamics exist. You are empowered if you take on creator or a coach or a challenger. You are disempowered when you take on victim or hero or bully. You can't unring this bell. You have now heard these two. You now have learned these two to the best that you can in the 37 minutes I've talked about them. It is time for you to create your best self ever. Step into empowerment and watch yourself soar. Inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy release and flow. Every day is the best day of my life because I woke up sober. I I, I screwed it up again. Every day is the best day of my life because I woke up sober. Much love, everybody. Shout out to Ron Sunshine Davis. I'll see you guys again next week. Bye-bye.